The rustle of leaves through the wind. The hoot of an owl. Crickets. The crackle of a well-built campfire. The sounds of nature surround us all. If we can just find it through the noise of everyday life. If you follow the Scout Trail, it'll lead you to nature, to real-life skills, leadership, and much more for the youth of our great nation. Welcome to Scout On Chattanooga, a podcast designed to encourage and embrace youth leadership right here in our area. Now, from the scenic city, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Hello and welcome to another edition of Scout on Chattanooga. I am Sean Whitfield. Joining me is the CEO of Boy Scouts of America, Cherokee Area Council, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, everybody. I wish I had a fancy title like CEO. No, well, we can give you like, one. Because you're the CEO of Whitfield Media, and he's the CEO Scout Executive of our council. Can I be like the CEO of Pack 3177? No, I, I, I think we should just call you, we'll just call you the husband of Cherish Croft. That's a great idea. That'd be, that's a great that. title. She probably says, uh, yeah, Kyle takes orders from me. She probably calls him by other nicknames. We haven't discussed already she's, on the podcast. She's the real Cub Master. I'm just the face of the, uh, of the organization. Oh, my goodness. Well, Scout on Chattanooga is still uh, relatively a new podcast. Uh, guys, what kind of feedback uh, have you been hearing so far? Everybody's liking it so far. I mean, they say that you're a little long-winded, but other than that... Do they really? No, I'm just messing no, with you. No, I, I, I like... I, I can handle c- criticism, especially if it's constructive. That no one I'm always trying that. to figure out how to be better. And guys, I may, I'm the guy that's going to be the part of the podcast that may ask the dumb question, because I'm the rookie. I'm asking, hopefully there's some others the t- out there that are wondering those dumb questions. Well, tenderfoot. You're, you're a little late for wood badge this time, but next <laughs> wood badge, we're going to get you in there. One minute, I just want to know, what got Cubmaster Kyle all so perky today? You're just really at it. Well, he's probably been drinking some coffee. He's, I, a coffee he's, got, a, he's got a Cub Scout pack meeting coming yeah, up tonight. So we had, our pine, the, we had our Pinewood Derby this past weekend, and that was super fun with all the kids. We had a safe, fun environment for all the kids, and there were some super fast cars. And then we have a pack meeting tonight, so I'm super pumped. I already got my you know my olive shorts on. I try to make it easy. All I got to do is put on the socks and the and the field <laughs> uniform. And well, I'm good I, to go for tonight. I noticed that cap you're wearing, Skymont. Yeah, I got the Skymont cap on. Are we getting new caps this year? You know, we, I don't know. I think maybe ooh. we may have. You know, we probably ordered some from last year that we just weren't able to go to sale with I yet because we, unfortunately, you remember last year we were not able to hold. Um, summer camp at Skymont. Yeah. So this is our first year in, you know, about 24 months, first camp in about 24 months. So it's looking really good. We got over a thousand people that are planning on coming and that's reduced to only three weeks of summer camp that we're, we're operating. So I think it's pretty fantastic. And I'm super excited. I get to go up and be a volunteer camp commissioner at Skymont um, oh, yeah, Scout Reservation this year. Thank you. And um, for those listening, if you haven't um, listened to it yet, we're starting to do these extras uh, here and there on the podcast as well and there's actually a skymont summer camp preview if you go on to whatever uh, directory you subscribe to our podcast on and just look for soc extra and you can learn more about 
um, everything going on at Skymont. We have David Young, the Ranger, up there, and then our camp director, Mark Lytle, was on with me as well. So you can get a little preview of what's to come, and there's still slots available if you want to sign up for uh, Skymont this year. And it's super interesting because you don't have to worry about me or Sean on that segment. Is that right, Commissioner <laughs> no, Kyle? No, it's just it's just me and uh, Ranger David and Mark on there. So, Jared, what kind of feedback are you getting? <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's are all you, been Are you positive. signing autographs yet? Oh, no. Because oh, no. you now have become a podcast celebrity. This is, I, I don't know that that is true. You know, there's talk um, around the roundtables. Oh, there is. Yeah. Talk around the roundtables. <laughs> so for everyone listening, I'll, I'll pull what Cubmaster Crowd did last time. A roundtable is, generally speaking, a monthly gathering of volunteer leaders um, in a specific geographic region that get together and talk about best practices to do scouting in their local units. So Back you to you, go. Kyle. Oh, I was just, I was messing with you. <laughs> no, so, what I've so heard what's from, new, right? I go to the John Ross District Roundtable, which is the district that my pack is in. North Georgia. Yeah, we're in North Georgia, and um, everybody's loving it on there. I saw Good. people, when they um, talked about it last roundtable, breaking out their phones and subscribing to the podcast. So that's a good point. I did go Friday up to Skymont mm-hmm. for the Wood Badge luncheon. Wood Badge is a, an adult leadership course it's taught over two weekends and it, it's a lot it's a big deal and uh so they asked me to come up and they you know asked me to make some comments at lunch and i did and I, and I did a show of hands and i said hey you know who would like to to know this and know about me or know about scouting or take questions so i would kind of know what people were interested in and mm-hmm. what to spend the most time on and afterwards a guy came up to me from cleveland and he said man you had me go in there a minute when you said that uh uh, who's interested in hearing my scouting story? And he said, I got flashbacks from the podcast. So I know they're <laughs> listening to the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's all. But the most important reviewer, and I have to ask this, how's your wife feeling about the podcast so far? I mean, she said it's great, except for that one Kyle guy. But <laughs> no, she, she didn't wind. say that. No, um, I think she's, you know, actually, yeah. I mean, I ask her for feedback um, every episode and so far it's been good and let me tell you you know she works at home now Mm -hmm. and she she listens to a bunch of podcasts so she's kind of an expert compared to me okay my next question for you both what kind of feedback have you gotten from scouts has any scouts commented to you that they've listened to scout on chattanooga and what was the remark i'll let him talk i'm i'm in cub scouts so uh if my kids can get past playing Fortnite when they're not you know doing scouting <laughs> activities we're doing pretty good but well i mean my answer would be it sounds like that's what we really need at this point yeah. i don't think we've heard from scouts specifically mm-hmm. about what they think we've heard from a lot of adults and leaders but i guess that's an all call out there so how can how can we get some feedback on uh, from scouts about what they think about the you podcast know what? whatever directory media. you're on you can uh, leave us a rating on there and we would appreciate that because that helps us go up in the directory when people search for scouting and podcasts so just leave us a rating on there or you can reach out to us on our facebook page scout on chattanooga just uh, google that or you can find posts that have been shared over onto the cherokee area council bsa facebook page as well mm-hmm of course, uh, folks, you can find Scout on Chattanooga at all of your f- podcast platforms out there. So what is, whichever one's your favorite, don't forget to hit the subscribe button for all future podcasts of Scout on Chattanooga. So so, so, so I'll just I'll pose a question to the three of us real quick because uh, it's April, almost May. And whether or not 
you are a Cub Master like Cub Master Kyle or an average Joe like Mr. Sean Whitfield. <laughs> uh, we all have exciting outdoor things that we're planning, right? Mm-hmm. And part of scouting is being outdoors and doing fun stuff. So what do you guys have planned coming up this spring? Well, my outdoors is going on at my house. <laughs> I am, I am, I've got uh, plenty of outdoor projects, landscaping, having some new fencing put up, uh, new, uh, just kind of overall overhauling the outside of uh, my home as far as my yard and stuff goes. I don't have any, uh, uh, well, the only other outdoor activity, I have the beach lined up. Oh, there you up, go. Yeah. Uh, second week of May going to be going down and uh, broadcasting racing talk radio on rock 105 from a place that uh, kyle and i both enjoy going to the holiday inn resort at panama city beach it's like our second home <laughs> yeah it, it's uh it's a great place that uh, we many of us in the radio world have been visiting for a number of years but as far as any camping or anything goes i don't have anything lined up but you know it's been on my mind i've been thinking that uh i need to start putting something together i think you and kim need to go hiking at least you know she has mentioned that a couple of times and i hate to say this but i've been the one that's probably shown the less lesser effort (laughs) but uh, you're right we do need to do that so shameless plug for cubmaster kyle rumor has it that when he was a wee lad he conducted his eagle scout project at cloudland canyon i did yeah cloudland canyon which is near your home there in north georgia well i actually live in east brainerd but i grew up in (laughs) walker county but yeah i I did grow up as a kid visiting cloudland canyon many times throughout my uh you know childhood well you need to go take kim and and sit on Kyle's bench or, or whatever his project go. was. That's a we, bit of a uh, hack, but we I rebuilt a uh, there was an old rundown trail and that's what I did for my oh. Eagle Scout project is we revamped it and then there was an outlook that they didn't let us open yet but the forestry service came back and put in all the um, requirements to be able to open the outlook out and it's about a half a half a mile hike back there back there that you can go check it out. And then, so I have to answer you with my um, spring, I, you know, my Please. spring stuff yes, going on. Yes, of course. Funny story, this podcast is going to come out on May 1st, okay? So when you're hearing this, it's May 1st. And if you're listening on May 1st, I'm actually in the woods right now. I'm at Chickamauga Battlefield camping. So that's what oh, I've nice. been doing is we finished our Pinewood Derby this past Saturday, and I immediately started packing our trailer to go camping. So, Sean, well, if you don't want to go to Cloudland, you can come uh, Cub Scout with us, and we'll let you paint one of the um, little pots that we're going to do for Mother's Day. We're going to paint pots in the morning, and then we're going to plant a flower for Mother's Day in the pot that afternoon while we're holy at camp. Holy so moly. Would, do that. I would like to swing by, but I got a question. I grew up in the Chickamauga battlefield growing up in Chickamauga, Georgia. That's a federal military park. Do they allow camping? So, I'm glad you asked that. There is a very small um, campground that I will not disclose the location publicly, but there is a small campground built into Chickamauga Battlefield, and it is available for scouting groups only to be able to go in there and camp. You have to reach out to the visitor center to schedule your weekend. So, we will be camping in what used to be the um, women's area during the Civil War, like the women's encampment, that is where the campground is nowadays um, at Chickamauga Battlefield for the kids. So if you know I'm exactly where it is, now you kind of know where the I, campground I'm is. I'm glad we but, clarified that, Jared, because as many listeners as we've got, we could have the Chickamauga Battlefield flooded with motorhomes and campers. Yeah, no, <laughs> no it's, it's, they, there's only, you know... Um, 
It's only Boy it's, Scout friendly. Yeah, this is like what you hear now. Sights the, or something like that. The backpedal yeah. quickly. When you hear that. <laughs> back you know how how many days are you guys going to be camping there? We're going to do two nights. We're a Cub Scout group, so the most you can camp is three nights. But we normally do two. We're we'll uh, we started. If you're listening to this, the day it releases, we went on Friday afternoon, and then we'll be there through Sunday morning. We'll do Sunday morning service, and then we'll. We'll pack up camp, but we have church right there in the camp. So you arrive on Saturday, Friday, Friday. Yeah, we do Friday through out Sunday, Sunday is what we uh, normally do. As a Jared, will you pack. be a visitor and guest at this uh, event? I will not. I will actually be at the beach myself. <laughs> oh, will you? <laughs> yeah, he's going so, on vacation. So we're going. We're heading out this weekend, and uh, it's our first trip in two years. Okay, so that's that's pretty exciting for me and the family but we are excited to get outside um i tell you being back home in east tennessee i am i just can't wait to get hiking and, and visit a few places of course mm-hmm. you know theodore he's only three and a half so i, I can't go too far mm-hmm. but i gotta find a good trail i'm thinking uh on my list this summer uh raccoon mountain gotta get mm-hmm. up to raccoon mountain maybe sunset rock mm-hmm. right what else you can take the short drive up to fall creek falls too that's a great place to uh go camping and hiking and then Cloudland Canyon that's obviously that's not too much of a short drive <laughs> yeah that's not if you want to take a short I mean, it's, not, it's closer than going to Nashville it, it is that's, <laughs> that's <right>. true yeah. <laughs> well then you have what Prentice Cooper too that you could go check yeah, out yeah that's well. a cool place so, and I want to get up there in a long and time. I got to get over to the Smokies too you know mm-hmm. this summer maybe get up to Clingman's Dome of course I know that's not really a you know much of a hike but that's something Theodore could do right because yeah. he's small you know be kind of mm-hmm. neat yeah all right. Well, that sounds good. It sounds like uh, outdoor activities are uh, on everybody's schedule, except some are a little different than others. W- they're on some of ours, and they need to get on some others. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would agree with that. <laughs> I don't know that yard work is considered a, a scouting <laughs> <Yeah>. outdoor activity. <laughs> so, well, this is, this let's is just say great, it's good exercise. <laughs> we we got to get with Kim. We gotta we gotta tell her. You need to go home and tell her that. Uh, you know, we we made a big stink about it, and we told you you got to take her at least hiking. She's yeah. yeah, like I say, she's been mentioning that, so I, I definitely need to do that. Hey guys, we have got a great guest lined up today, Don mm-hmm. Muller, president and CEO of St. Christopher's Hospital for Children in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, is going to join us. If you recognize that name, that's because he was the former CEO of Children's Hospital at Erlanger. He's also a member of the board with the Boy Scouts. And uh, Jared, you've known Don for a, a while or a little while now. Oh, a really long time, eight months, ever since yeah. I got here. Well, longer than, <laughs> longer than Kyle and I have known him, which uh, will be just today. <laughs> That's true, well, I, yeah. I mean, I've known Don since <clears throat> I came onto our board, but I haven't really been able to sit down and just have a nice conversation about his scouting experience. So I'm really looking forward to that today. I agree. I've heard a little bit. Um, I tell you the thing that's always impressed me about Don is always asked, you know, what can, what can I do to help? You know, how can he help? How can he move the ball forward for scouting? And uh, it just is, it amazes me that, that someone who is, is working now so hard in the Philadelphia community is still, so engaged and wanting to be engaged here locally in chattanooga mm-hmm. of course you know yeah. his family's here and everything still so yeah I, i'm sure we'll ask him about that i'm looking forward to hearing don's story and also too uh hearing his uh, thoughts and views as a ceo of a hospital and how important in his opinion his perspective scouting is to those that are looking towards getting a job in the healthcare field mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great point. And then I'm yeah. also looking forward to our uh, campfire conversation. We're actually going to have some special guests on uh, from the Chattanooga Zoo, as well as a now Eagle Scout, or I, I think that he's had his board of review, but not, um, don't know if he's had a, his court of honor yet or not, but we're going to have Hayden um, on with us as well to talk about his big cat restoration project that he did out at the Chattanooga Zoo. And we're also going to have the CEO of the zoo on with us as well. Darty Long in the flesh. Well, yeah. virtually, virtually over the air in the flesh. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, weird to have a campfire over Zoom. I really don't want to light my computer on fire, but, you know. And back to you, Sean. <laughs> what a segue. All right. Did you know you could burn computers? I, I didn't know that. Well, as you can see, you know. folks, we have got an outstanding podcast scheduled today here on Scout on Chattanooga. It's time for us to take a quick break for Jared Pickens, Cubmaster Kyle. I'm Sean Whitfield. And more Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. Year-round scouting provides fun, life-changing experiences young people can't get anywhere else. But summer camp takes it to a whole new level at Skymont Scout Reservation. It's a good, exhausting time. And while skits and songs are great, camp's not all about fun around the campfire or even earning a few merit badges. It's about giving young people an opportunity to build the foundation of leadership skills and personal character that will stay with them and set them up for success later in life. To learn more about scouting, Skymon and our 2021 summer camp plans, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.com. There are lots of ways to be a kid. My way is to take a road that's not easy. So it's a good thing I'm an adventurer. That's why I'm going to be a Cub Scout, because scouting will guide me to really big things. It will teach me to navigate the woods with confidence, and to navigate the world with confidence too. Scouting will show me a kid who is brave, trustworthy, loyal, and kind. A kid who is always prepared. A kid who is me. So scout me in. Now back to Scout On Chattanooga. As we continue, I am Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. Today we are looking forward to our next guest and uh, he is joining us here in the uh, Vascular Institute studio, and I want to welcome him, and that is uh, Don Muller, President and CEO of St. Christopher's Hospital for Children in Philadelphia. Hello, Don, and welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me here today. I really appreciate it. Well, you're very welcome. Uh, we're thrilled to have you here. This is what, Jared, podcast number two, three? Well, Come Master Kyle gets me confused because I think episode one was actually episode two. So we're somewhere between yeah. three and four at yeah. this point. Okay. This is, we're technically episoding two. There we go. Thanks for the correction. All right. Oh, well, we're, it's a pleasure having Don uh, join us today. And, and Don, I guess to get started with, share with us a little bit about uh, your your past career so far. And we'll, we'll start there and move forward. Well, sure. I'd, I'd love to. Um, you know, I was one of those kids growing up that uh, had great parents. I was very blessed. And I was very active in scouting, which I think led to most of my career. But uh, there was a point in time where I was in college and was trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I had no idea. <laughs> so I, I chose to be a business major, and uh, I had enough confidence that uh, you know if I did something well, money would follow and not, not to worry about it. And if I had money, I should know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was a business major. Uh, ended up, uh, I was at Catholic University at the time, getting a job at a, um, at a uh, HMO doing some actuarial type work. I was a, an accountant, which is the last thing in the world I ever wanted to be. 
And uh, that really started my healthcare career. Uh, kind of came up through the finance side, went to the University of Maryland Medical System, worked there for several years. Uh, got my MBA at Loyola in Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, really things just started to take off. Um, you know, I was uh, invited down to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, spent 15 years there. That's one of the largest pediatric health systems in the country. Uh, an amazing place, learned a lot, had a great opportunity to work with lots of people. Don, what years would that have been? Uh, I'm uh, celebrating my 50th birthday tomorrow. Okay. So happy, uh, happy, birthday. happy birthday. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm only using that as a point of reference so I can figure out when that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if I work backwards, uh, you know, I've been in uh, at the Children's Hospital of St. Christopher's for uh, for just almost a year now. Uh, prior to that, I was five years here in uh, in Chattanooga, helping to uh, to work at the Children's Hospital here. I uh, got a chance to build the uh, outpatient center that you guys see on Third Street, the Kennedy Outpatient Center. Mm-hmm. It's a great project. Lots of great people involved in that. It's a great community. Uh, and prior to that was the 15 years down in Atlanta. Um, to just do the math and back it up. Yeah. So where did you grow up? So I grew up in Silver Spring, Maryland. My dad was a, uh, a, a federal government employee for 44 years. And uh, he uh, was a great influence on my life. Um, but just grew up in Maryland and got to go as a scout to all the great places that people dream about uh, going. I mean, we went to Gettysburg on a regular basis and you'd go to the you know, Smithsonian and my scouting experience was probably a little different than most people just because we had easy mm-hmm. access to all those things. Well, you got started at a young age in scouting, right? Like you started as a Cub Scout. Was it a Tiger Cub that you probably started at? I think I was birthed into scouting. <laughs> my mom was very active in scouting. She was my first uh, den mom mm-hmm. and uh, just really started there and had all the pleasures associated with scouting from really the beginning of life. I don't really remember not being a scout. Mm-hmm. So how many Pinewood Derby races did you win? You know, I actually did pretty well at the Pinewood Derby, and I give my dad all the credit. He was very patient and good uh-huh. with woodworking, and I think the dads get more credit than people think they get. Um, but uh, I did win, uh, you know, the regional. I got to go to the regionals mm-hmm. uh, once or twice, uh, but I have every one of those cars still, and uh, right now they're on top of my freezer in the garage. But uh, I got to do it by myself, and then now got to live through it all with my son. That's very cool. I can't wait to hear more about your son, too. He's he's 14 years old, and he's in scouting here in Chattanooga right now, right? Uh, he's 14, and uh, he's in Troop 116, and he's got a meeting tonight, so i got to get out of here on time. So oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so you spent 15 years in Atlanta, came to Chattanooga, and you said five years? Uh, yep, I was CEO for the Children's, or for the, the children's Hospital at uh, Erlanger. Okay. Um, got to work with some amazing people. Um, one of the first people I met was Tom Ed Wilson, uh, who has since passed, but he was uh, he co-led the campaign along with uh, Grady Williams to uh, to raise a lot of money to help build that outpatient center. And I really believe that's transformed the way that you know care is provided in this uh, in the city and in this region. And it's a great place, and have fond memories of it. So you've been now working out of Philadelphia for almost a year. So you currently still live in Chattanooga, though. You know, I do. It's um, it's been really interesting because it's been a total COVID experience. Uh, my uh, first interview, where I actually met people up there, uh, took place. It was the first time I went to a meeting and didn't shake people's hands. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, did a lot of virtual interviews and was fortunate enough to to get offered the job and go up there. Um, but I just I couldn't move my family there, and it had a lot to do with the fact that uh, COVID's here. Uh, it's very different here than it is up north. Um, you know, up there everybody wears masks all the time. Even the homeless people wear masks. Here, uh, not so much. Uh, here, we don't have the compliance rate. Um, and schools have been in session the whole time here. Uh, up there, schools just went back. So things have been locked down. So if, ha- if I had moved my family back when I first got this job, um, they would have been in a house with not an infrastructure around them. 
um, and uh, no 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 way to meet friends, no way to go to school. Um, they would have been very unhappy with me. So I took the easy route and uh, kept my wife happy, which is the the key to life. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. But it, it's a, it's a great place. Uh, Philadelphia is yeah. an amazing place with lots of history. Um, you know, just just amazing people up there. I get to work with the folks uh, that run Drexel University and Tower Health, and it's it's been great. So are you flying back and forth weekly? Uh, I've been flying back weekly since uh, since July. Um, there used to be a direct flight to Philadelphia. There is not one because of COVID. So I'm on uh, four flights a week on average. And uh, it's been a really interesting experience going through COVID and learning about it. And, you know, it started off with no middle seat. Now those middle seats are full and every seat on the plane's full. And um, But, I, you know, I give a lot of credit to, uh, to, to the scientists who helped develop the vaccine. Uh, I feel very safe flying. Uh, I think it's very safe. Um, but it's gotten a lot busier the last three weeks. I've seen probably a 20 to 25% increase just in volume. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, Don, even though you're commuting to a new location, I'll, I'll do a shameless plug for your work in, in Philly. And, and that is, I saw recently you had an Eagle Scout project conducted at your facility there in Philadelphia. And it just made me think about how even in the differences between North and South and the rules and limitations and adherence to the policies, um, scouting has continued everywhere. It's continuing in Chattanooga. It's continuing in Philadelphia. And I don't know if you had a hand in that project or could speak to it. Yeah, what's really interesting is that Eagle Scout um, actually had a project plan that we had to change once COVID hit. Wow. So he had a very hands-on uh, project with the hospital mm-hmm. planned out. Um, and then, then it all changed when COVID hit. So we went to a, a different uh, different methodology and ended up building some bookcases and, and gathering a bunch of uh, books and toys and things for the hospital. Um, so I think COVID has affected a lot of folks in different ways. But, um, you know, my wife and I have a couple rules. <clears throat> if you ever see a scout selling something, you have to buy it. Uh, and if there's ever a scout that's uh, applying for a job, you have to interview them. Um, but, you know, I've had well, this that, debate. That's, that's a uh, positive ring to a lot of people out there's listening ear. Well, just, I've had this. I've had this debate recently with a, a very close friend of mine who's probably listening to this podcast about he's an Eagle Scout. Should he put his Eagle Scout on his official job resume? What do you say, Don? I would put it on the resume. I put it in big letters. I make sure that folks knew you're an Eagle Scout. I got my first job because uh, the person that hired me said, "You went to Catholic University and you're an Eagle Scout. You can't be too bad of a guy." <laughs> wow. So I would I would definitely do that. Um, I know lots of Eagle Scouts and and they all kind of feel like the Eagle Scout is something that shows that you're determined, you work hard. Those are the kind of qualities and characteristics that uh, that you want to hire. Impressive. I've never thought about that coming from someone that's in your position that uh, scouting being that important. Well, just to clarify, I didn't say I hire every Eagle Scout, uh, but yeah. they at least get an interview. <laughs> yeah. I can just see right now a stack of resumes on my, on my desk. Right <laughs> Noted. At least their foot's in the door for sure. You know, tell you a funny story. I think it's probably the reason my wife married me. Um, we went on a, on a trip together as a, a cruise before we got married, and before we'd even thought about it. And she found a pack of uh, waterproof matches. We were on this cruise, and she goes, "Why did you bring these?" I said, "Scouts always prepared." You never. Know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you brought them. They were in your. Yeah, they were in my okay. doc. Sure. Yeah. So, so Don, you know, one question that that I am just dying to hear your answer for is, as a scout growing up and and working through scouting again with your son, and then facing this global pandemic, as a leader in healthcare. Are there specific qualities that you learned or learned about in scouting that you feel like help prepare you for this time? 
so there are so many things that scouting does for for somebody coming up and and i really believe it builds the foundation of which you build upon for everything you do in life um you know it's it's all of the the basic things you have to know you have to uh you know citizenship in the community citizenship in the nation i spent a lot of time doing advocacy work uh you know in dc and you know the different state capitals um getting people to understand what's going on communication how do you communicate communications merit badge you know, I've raised a lot of money in my career and, and I spent a lot of time just telling the story and having a vision, telling the story and getting people behind it. So when you look at the global pandemic, uh, you know, emergency preparedness, all those things, they all help. But, you know, it's every little piece put together, whether it's the budgeting work you learned in personal management or or just the way you approach life in general, you know, always trying to make things better. So going through that as a scout, as a youth scout yourself and then watching your son, can you kind of correlate just everything that that you learned as a youth scout and didn't even realize that you were kind of learning back to looking at the requirements nowadays? You sit back and and just kind of feel like you learned so much that you don't even realize that you were learning because you were having such a good time doing it. You know, it's it's really interesting because you know I thought I appreciated it before, but having to work with my son now going through it, mm-hmm. you see all, you see all the exact things that go into putting together a budget, putting together a spreadsheet, um, doing communications. He's the chaplain, uh, preparing to do your 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 blessing. Um, it's about being prepared. It's about being organized. It's about being accountable. It's about completing things. Um, it's about your commitment to others, being part of a team. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things lead to, to the good qualities and leaders. Where do you see the future for your son in scouting? Well, it's, this is really hard balance, all right? So I'm, <laughs> I'm the Eagle Scout dad, so I'm like very motivated because I know what it's done for me. Mm-hmm. So I want him to do that, but at the same time, I can't be like the overbearing dad that says, you gotta do this, you gotta do this. So mm-hmm. you know, every once in a while I'll say, so have you worked on your merit badges recently? Or so have you done this or that? Or let's just look to see what, what your next steps are. So uh, you're trying to use the communication skills you learned in scouting <laughs> to convince your son to suddenly finish it up, right? <laughs> to get that Eagle Scout. So the one thing you don't realize as a kid is time Time is important and you think you have all the time in the world um i earned my eagle scout when i was 18 literally like on my birthday I oh think. wow i actually turned in my paperwork and didn't have my board review until after i was 18 i think was the way it went down and it was because one of our scout le- leaders called me and he said i know you're this close and i'm not gonna let you screw it up hmm. so what i what I, my strategy with my son is is to get as much of it done before he finds girls and cars and, and all the other things that get you distracted in life and, and that's just the reality so see you should have been there for uh, sean when sean you know you would have been a good mentor for sean sean yeah. just got to do the pinewood derby and we've we've heard about his uh, number 76 um car a couple times so far hey i, I tell you i am still a rookie at uh, scouting second grade cub scouts is as far as i got so i've been learning in 2021 about the scouting world and i've really enjoyed it so far so, Don, for some, a parent out there listening, any advice you would give them uh, based on all your years and your experience with your son? Well, I think parent participation is the key. Uh, being present, going on the campouts, driving them to the meetings, getting involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think kids want to go to scouts because there are a lot of fun activities, but they also want to spend time with their parents. So I think that would be a you know my first takeaway. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, it's a balance. I mean, my son plays baseball. I'm picking him up from a baseball game. He sent me a text. He said, if you bring me my scout uniform and uh, two pairs of jeans, he's grown so much, he doesn't know which pairs are going to fit him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I think it's, it's just being involved when you can and uh, being committed to it and, uh, and helping him out along the way. If they, if they have struggles, if they need things, just asking where they are, seeing what they need, um, you know, open opportunities. Um, 
you know, he uh, he got a chance to uh, go meet with Chip Baker, uh, who's a great man and does a lot of work in this community, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, sit there and really learn about the community and how does the community work and what's a county commissioner actually do every day and and what does that role look like. So, you know, using your 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 getting kids access to things that that will make their experience in scouting better i think will make a big difference and i would encourage Mm -hmm. every parent to do it and any parent who's got a kid that's close uh getting older in age don't let them screw it up just (laughs) just help them help them along the way outstanding advice so don i try to ask most of our guests this is there a particular trip or experience in scouting that sticks out that's the most memorable experience for you either as a scout yourself or maybe it was with your your family so so i think there's i mean every memory i have in my mind is got something to do with scouts somewhere i remember camping as a kid um i had a chance to to learn how to shoot a rifle like one of those professional olympic shooting rifles uh because we had a uh, a naval station not too far from my house growing up so every wednesday night we had the opportunity if we wanted to go and we got to use the professional shooting rifles all the fancy jackets oh wow and we had a, a, an instructor who actually worked with olympic athletes and he, he basically taught you how to control your breathing and all these things so now i'm an avid hunter and uh, i think i'm a pretty good shot and i think that's why <laughs> <laughs> Great but would story. you be good at cowboy action shooting that's uh, coming to sky a new, this a year, new right? element at camp this yeah. year that's right cowboy action you know i, I was, i'm really looking forward to a uh, to an adventure we're going to go down to uh, sea base and go fishing for oh, a great week. we were supposed to go this year uh, but because of covid now we're not going to go to next year but now i've got something else to look forward i had no idea they were adding that yeah. and now i've got something else to look for next time we go to scout camp yeah i think we're doing what chalk ball as well this year correct yeah so awesome uh, several uh new new additions coming to the uh shooting range there at skymont this year so and that's where y'all's troop is going i believe you you told me over this summer you know it's been really interesting uh with COVID to to watch what happens with scout camps and some were trying to open some weren't uh my son had the great opportunity of reconnecting with his friends from his old troop down in dunwoody and do a virtual camp last year uh and then he's also done camps with this group up here um you know i, I think really it's uh you know, the scout camp is a great way to get a lot done, a lot of merit badges, and uh, it's a great way to, to get let kids grow up. Um, I've kind of backed away just a little bit on purpose so mm-hmm. that uh, my son could do more without me mm-hmm. because I do think there's a part of scouting where you have to gain confidence. So letting him go do some scout camps without me I think is important. Well, I love that, that he did the virtual camp as well because where there's a will, there's a way, you know, and, and scouting continues even through – you know the early beginnings of this pandemic with kids i mean jared i think we were talking earlier we had 40 eagle scouts last year that means 40 eagle scout projects that were able to go on in the chattanooga area through the pandemic because they wanted to get things done and i just find that incredible that our youth nowadays our scouts are willing to go that extra mile to to make things happen really COVID has made it really difficult. It's not just the Eagle projects, yeah. it's the service hours and coordinating that and trying to do community cleanups and you can only get so many people together. So it's it's a lot of people working really hard to keep scouting going during a very hard time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so Don, in, in your role specifically with children's medicine, um, you know, a lot of people don't know some of the, the different techniques and methods that scouts use to keep the youth in our program safe. Is there is there anything that you know, to the casual listener out there, you'd like to share about scouting and safety and, and their youth and your youth. So I think the Boy Scouts have done more to keep children safe than any organization I've ever seen, um, whether it's uh, figuring out how to make sure that kids are always too, or parents are always too deep. You never have parents alone with them. I mean, a lot of people don't talk about these things, but I am so impressed by what the Boy Scouts have done to keep kids safe 
uh, in a lot of domains from a uh, environmental perspective. Um, you know, on our campouts, you know, everybody's wearing masks, everybody's using hand sanitizer at the meeting, same thing. All the meetings are outside. Only small groups are allowed to get together. Um, I think it's very well organized and it's executed very well. Uh, you know, there's there are other organizations in the world that just haven't figured some of this stuff out. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of the leaders and scouts were scouts themselves and they've got the skill sets to do it. So I'm really impressed with where things are. All right. Well, Don, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your story and giving us your perspective on the scouting especially from a perspective as as a ceo well i appreciate the opportunity and you know one of the things i learned in scouting was to leave the campsite better and that's something i've tried to do in everything in life so i'm glad i had the opportunity to participate today i did not quite do as well as rich uh, rich did on on the lookouts but uh, he's already got to follow (laughs) well i've got to ask this because you brought that up there's actually something that you carry on you at all times is it in that jacket yeah so in the uh, in the the inside of my collar uh, i've got described leave it better so yep all right so something that he learned in scouting would leave no trace or it's something that that carries on with you throughout your entire life well and i'll also say two shameless plug for don is that you know ever since i moved here um roundabout after he left um he's still been in town helping to leave chattanooga in a better place you know he hasn't gone Mm -hmm. anywhere he's he's now really involved deeply in two communities not just one and so thank you on behalf of of our community for staying involved and engaged and and being a core part of helping move the ball forward here and as you said leave it better so thank you yeah. well i appreciate that and scouting's done a lot for me so i'm happy to give back and happy to be able to help anybody no matter where they are whether it's uh, philadelphia or here and a lot of great work's being done by the boy scouts again thank you so much don don muller president and ceo of saint christopher's hospital for children in philadelphia former ceo of children's hospital at erlanger it's time for a quick break for jared pickens cubmaster kyle i'm sean whitfield and more scout on chattanooga to come after these brief messages we'll be back with more this is scout on chattanooga the podcast Join us for a truly mountaintop clay shooting experience during the Sporting Clays Classic. Nestled in the foothills of the Appalachians with incredible views of the Blue Ridge Mountains, Garland Mountain Sporting Clays offers outstanding facilities and top shelf amenities. You'll enjoy a full service shoot including ammo, clays, and lunch. Through your support, you can ensure that Chattanooga area youth have the opportunity to take part in the greatest youth leadership program in the world, the Boy Scouts of America. Teams and corporate sponsors available now at CherokeeAreaBSA.com. At the Boy Scouts of America, our oath remains. A scout pledges to be kind, helpful, and brave. We're committed to providing a safe and welcoming environment where scouts can establish the foundations of character that will last a lifetime. Our approach ensures the Boy Scouts of America is building the youth of today into the leaders we'll turn to tomorrow. The Boy Scouts of America. Building character is in our nature. Visit scouting.org to learn more about scouting. And now, Scout on Chattanooga's Campfire Conversation. A sit-down with a real-life scout with an incredible story. And welcome into this episode's Campfire Conversation. Cubmaster Kyle Jared Pickens with me as well. And we have a uh, scout who just wrapped up just a few months ago his Eagle Scout project. And a few more special guests we'll get to here in a little bit we have hayden gibson on with us hayden how are you doing today pretty good sir how about you i'm doing fantastic buddy i've got to hear all about this eagle sprout uh project but before we get into that 
My first question to you is, how long you been in scouts, man? I've been doing scouts since about first or second grade. I had wanted to do it in first grade, but a bunch of other stuff had gotten in the way. And we started out at the CSAS uh, Cub Scout troop, you know, and then eventually I went up on a Boy Scout. First, I want to just kind of talk more about your scouting experience as a whole. Do you have just one uh, one of your favorite memories as a Cub Scout or a Boy Scout, either one? What is your absolute favorite memory that, that comes to your mind? Was it an experience or a merit badge that you worked on, maybe a trek that you went on? My favorite scouting experience that I've ever been on is going to be Sea Base. Uh, I went there with my little brother, and it was just the blast. We went with a couple of the kids my age in our boats. My nickname throughout the whole thing was Special Sauce because I liked cooking on the <laughs> boat. But, you know, I fished. I got to see some amazing sunsets. And we liked it so much, we're going back again this summer with the family. Just so all of our listeners understand what's going on here, Hayden's talking about uh, one of the National High Adventure bases, which is in the Florida Keys. So cooking was definitely your favorite thing to do while you're at sea base. Would you say that you were the master chef of your troop? On the trips I was on, yes. You know, but uh, if people were getting their merit badges and getting requirements for cooking, I'd, I'd hand that off to them, some of the younger scouts. But, you know, the food wasn't up, up to par. <laughs> you went to sea base is probably your most memorable experience in scouting. But for those of us who are kind of outside your Boy Scout troop, one of the things I always remember is Eagle Scout, right? And I, I think that Kyle mentioned you're an Eagle Scout. And yes, to sir. do that... You probably conducted a service project, and can you tell us a little bit about the service project you conducted and, you know, maybe what your inspiration for that project was? The way I got into it, I had heard some great stuff from Nick Polakowski of Troop 172. He did his project at the zoo. He did an endangered bird habitat for the zoo, and it just sounded great, really fun. They had a bunch of awesome ideas, and I got to talking to Tessa, and she helped me out, come up with a great, amazing idea. They had a need. Um, I had a reason to help them. And, you know, the rest was history. So why don't you reveal to them exactly what you did uh, as your service project at the zoo now? I built a platform for the Jaguars at the zoo. It consisted of two levels, one about four and a half to five foot off the ground, the other about six and a half to seven, I believe. And we put toys all around it. We, we, we made it really fun for the Jaguars. So I, I'm going to ask the dumb question. The Jaguars wasn't in the enclosure when you were in it, right? <laughs> no, no. Okay. This wasn't All Jurassic right. Park. <laughs> that's, that's a joke my, my, my dad always made. Now I kind of want to bring in our special guest, and I'll let you uh, introduce them. But we actually have some folks from the Chattanooga Zoo uh, on with us today to be able to talk us just what uh, kind of impact that Hayden and other scouts have made uh, over the course of the last few years for the Chattanooga Zoo. Absolutely. So we're thrilled that Darty Long, the chief executive officer and president of the Chattanooga Zoo, is here today. And uh, I've had the pleasure of getting to know uh, Miss Long a little bit, and uh, she's very passionate about the zoo, and we're thrilled to have her aboard. So, Darty, thanks for joining us, and thanks for helping Hayden with this project. Oh, you know, our pleasure, and I'd love to take every bit of the credit for it, but uh, other special guests that you're going to meet are the ones that are really responsible. However, I have a history of supporting scouts here at the zoo. Even when we didn't really have good staff, we always tried to come up with things for them to do. We had one other Eagle Scout project a few years ago, the Tortoise Habitat, 
And, you know, that was our first really in-depth experience. And so, you know, they've taken this program and really run with it. And a couple of key things about it that are really so helpful. Number one, we don't have a big exhibits team or a big building team. We have a maintenance crew that consists of three people. But, you know, we just don't have the time to commit to projects, especially ones that are additional, like putting up a fence to keep an animal in is one thing. Creating a really cool enrichment project, that takes more time. And it is such a gift for an Eagle Scout says, hey, I want to get involved. Because what do they do? They do the planning. I mean, obviously, we provide some expertise, but they do the planning. They do the fundraising, which is really important, really, really important. And then they actually do the execution of it. They build the project. So that means all kinds of cool things can pop up throughout the zoo that we have no time to do. And the nice thing is, especially with some of the recent ones, we're really increasing animal welfare when they do that by providing new things. We call it enrichment. We call it moving the landscape or the furniture. So now they have brand new furniture to play on. And, you know, I got to be there and meet Hayden and I was actually there when they let the Jaguars out. And there is such a thrill when you see an animal really take to a new project. So we couldn't be happier. And we're just delighted, delighted to keep working with our local scouting programs to make sure that we have that good partnership. But I think it's working really well for both sides. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I agree as, as new scout executive, you know, I've only been here eight months and, um, you know, I had no idea the size and scope of the different programs because you guys do some merit badge uh, days, and then you partner on the Eagle Scout projects. And I think you said you've had, you actually have more Eagle Scout projects in queue at the zoo. We do. I'll let Tessa expand on that. But yeah, it was kind of surprising when we sat down in our projects committee meeting for the zoo and they brought up how many were kind of in queue. And I was like, wow, that is going to be so cool. And again, you're looking at a huge uh, burden off of us, not just from the actual building, but from that fundraising and the, even just the planning. It takes time to draw up something, to figure out what's going to work, to engineer it, whatever it needs. So yeah, huge help. But I often say, I don't know what these crazy girls are doing up here in education, but they are doing some amazing things and that's because I trust them so much but I'm so proud of the programs that are coming out when I get to walk out and see the the you know actual product of what they've been doing it's really a great moment for me and I take no credit from it but I do take a lot of the pleasure out of seeing animals and and young people together it's really fun well thank you so much Darty, for those words and we do have Chelsea Dale the director of education here uh, with us today as well as who's been mentioned several times Miss Tessa Vance, who is in her day job, the group programs coordinator for the zoo. But Cubmaster Kyle and I know her as the scout lady. So she's the one that coordinates all the scouts and she's laughing hysterically right now. Did you know you had this new title, Tessa? No, I didn't know that's what's going around as my name. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> sure. This, this, the scout lady, right? It can be a thing or you can come up with your own title. I need something as cool as the sauce man, like, like he did. The sauce man. <laughs> special sauce, special sauce. <laughs> and so we heard just a few minutes ago from Darty Long, CEO and president, about the uh, kind of longstanding relationship that you guys have been able to establish with scouts in general. But speaking in terms of a Hayden's project specifically and talking about, you know, what an in, you know, what is an enrichment area? Uh, where did all these projects come from specifically? Uh, how does it help the animals? How does it help the environment that they live in at the zoo? Yeah, so um, basically we established, working through these projects, each one is unique and different. So we established an internal um, policy where to nominate projects. So we actually allow zookeepers, the people who care for these animals every day, um, to put forth projects that they think would better the life of the animals 
that live here. So that was a really important step because we want to make sure that we're doing projects that are beneficial. We don't want to just throw stuff out there just to have projects happen. We want them to benefit the zoo. Um, you guys all work so hard on Eagle Scout projects, the scouts do, that we want to make sure that it's a mutually beneficial relationship. So that's kind of, um, Tessa has been a real champion of that, working really, really closely with our animal care staff and our maintenance team to make sure that our process that we develop through the entire thing um, is smooth. Um, it, it, it creates these really amazing products for the animals, but also a really great experience for scouts like Hayden. So what you're saying, Chelsea, is that you guys have this process where mm -hmm. a zookeeper, you have all your zookeepers, they yes. nominate certain projects. You guys filter that down. Mm -hmm. Scouts then rush in to aid. They select from this uh, kind of smorgasbord of, of <laughs> projects. So Hayden comes to you and he says, dude, Jaguars are awesome. I want to do something for the Jaguars. Then you get them connected with your team and your maintenance and you get everything approved. Then Hayden goes out, recruits all the volunteers, manages the project, gets all the volunteers there, recruits all the, uh, the extra manpower, uh, gathers the supplies, has fundraisers, and then puts on the project. This is an incredible uh, collaboration. I don't know that I've heard of Eagle Scout projects having even this much collaboration between all the different entities. So that's that's pretty incredible. And we we do have Tessa Vance here as well. And Tessa, I know you've been intimately involved in these projects, but there are some other opportunities at the zoo as well because you have scouts come and participate in programs that you guys put on. Is that correct? Yeah. So um, when I first joined the zoo, I got started in our um, day workshops where typically it's mainly um, Cub Scouts that come and do two-hour workshops with us to earn their adventure loops. And then I started getting into the world of merit badge workshops. And now I do full day long merit badge workshops where you can earn your electives or required badges. That's great. So can you share a little bit about you know, what is your favorite? Because you teach a lot of the merit badges there as, as being on staff at the zoo. What are your favorite couple of merit badges or projects that you like to instruct on? I love doing the environmental science one. That's Eagle Required. So it's good, good turnout. There's lots of different experiments. Um, we talk a lot about, about conservation, which is the zoo's whole mission. And then we just started doing reptile and amphibian one. We just finished actually last Saturday. And that one's fun. It's kind of different. Our reptile keepers come out. They presented our Komodo Dragon Juvenile. Um, talk about their job is just cool. I'm still in the works of doing the other merit badges. Right now, it's just two of those that I offer. I will That's say true. earlier today, she did tell me it's her favorite thing to do. So I think she's downplaying it just a little bit. <laughs> I, I don't mind spending 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. with a room full of Boy Scouts. It's really fun. So Hayden, as a part of your project, um, we just heard Tessa talk about environmental science and conservation. Was there anything that you learned about the wild or uh, zoology that that you had as a result of putting on the project at the zoo? Alex brought me back after the project and before we let out G and Phil to see the new structure and kind of gave me a rundown and just teach me a little bit about the jaguars and their daily routine, what they do, what they eat, how they're probably going to use this structure, which we'd already previously discussed that, but just going a little bit more in depth. I learned quite a bit about them, how since it's two brothers, how that normally doesn't happen with jaguars and that, oh, wow. you know, it's really unique that they're like that in the zoo. I didn't really, I did not understand that that was uh, such a unique situation there with the jaguars at the Chattanooga Zoo. So Chelsea, 
Tell us what's a great way that scouts can connect to the zoo. How can we find what you guys are doing, what you're doing for scouts and what you're doing for the community? Yeah, absolutely. So all of our scout programs are housed in our education department. So if you ever have a question about what scout programs are available or what we're doing, um, you can always email us at education at chatzoo.org. Um, alternatively, we often keep, most of the time our website is updated with the next thing that's happening. So whether it's a merit badge workshop or just general information about our workshops in general, our website is www.chadzoo.org. And if you have, uh, groups like maybe a pack wants to come and stuff, you do special group rates as well, right? Yeah, we do. So because it's a two hour program, um, it's a special flat rate that includes the program and admission into the zoo. And if you have a Cub Scout group that doesn't want to do a badge, just wants to explore the zoo, you do get a group rate. But it's not that much more expensive for a two hour workshop where you get a guided zoo tour by myself, Tessa. We have lots of fun. And Hayden, can you tell us a little bit about what it means that you've reached the rank of Eagle Scout? It's really awesome, in my opinion. My dad was previously in Eagle Scouts, or still is, and that's always been a main driving factor for finishing and getting Eagle Scouts. And I would very much like to get a palm just so I can kind of have a one leg up on and be like, I I went a little <laughs> bit further. Uh, that's the next That's the next an additional award that you can uh, put on top of your Eagle Scout rank. Yes, sir. Maybe one, maybe two, maybe maybe the whole the whole nine yards. But you know, just want to get that done because you know, my dad did that and learn more about leadership, and it's definitely helped me out a lot so far. Aiden, if you had a uh, if you had a kid that was not in scouts standing in front of you right now, what uh, what is just one or two things that you would tell them about your scouting experience that might you know, lead them to want to become a scout themselves, whether they're a Cub Scout or a Boy Scout? Yes, it does seem very intimidating, but once you get into it, it's a lot of fun. And if you're surrounded by the right people, which I definitely was with Troop 172, great, great people, um, it's going to be a great ride and a great experience. So Hayden, as you think about the 12 values of the Scout Law, are there one or two that come to mind as some of your favorite and most meaningful? The three that stand out to me the most going to be Kind, helpful, and trustworthy. Trust is a big thing, in my opinion. Uh, if, if people can't trust you and depend on you, then why are you doing what you're doing, you know? Just about anything you do in life, trust is going to be one of the biggest things. It's how you're going to score jobs, projects within jobs, and uh, just pretty much anything. Uh, helpful and kind goes hand in hand with trustworthiness. I think those three build just a great personality. Hayden, congratulations on completing your project during that very challenging year. And congratulations on choosing a project that is really helping make sure that we have education around sustainability, conservation, and zoology in general. So thank you for what you've done for the community and what you'll continue to do as an Eagle Scout for the rest of your life. Yes, sir. Thank you. For more scouting spotlights or to get your son or daughter involved in scouting, go to CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Now back with the final word, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. As we continue, I am Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. 
We uh, have had an outstanding podcast today, gentlemen. Great uh, conversation with uh, Don Muller. Great. Just several great conversations, I feel like. And it just goes to show just the impact that scouting has on not just the scouts themselves, but really the entire community and those scouts' careers. I mean, look at Don that started as a Cub Scout, and now he's the CEO of a children's hospital. I, I just find that incredible. Well, you're exactly right. And, and even from, you know, the zoo's perspective, I mean, they're, they are in a way directly touched by scouting positively through the work being done there, but they're indirect mm-hmm. to scouting. You know, they're not leaders. They're not um, you know, scouts in it, but yet they're affected by the program. So, yeah, from Don growing up in scouting to the zoo being outside of scouting and still reaping the benefits. You're exactly right, Sean. And that's one of the goals of Scout on Chattanooga is many great guests and a lot of great conversations. We intend to keep that going. And uh, as we come to a close here today on Scout on Chattanooga, Cubmaster Kyle, for someone out there listening that wants to get more information about uh, scouting here in Chattanooga, how can they do that online? Oh, it's very easy. You can uh, go to our website, CherokeeAreaBSA.com. And then you can also follow us on Facebook, uh, Cherokee Area BSA on Facebook and Scout on Chattanooga on the Facebook page as well. And you can see just more of the great things going on in scouting here in the Chattanooga area. Yeah, Jared, any final comments before we go? Any final words? Well, I tell you, I just can't be more proud of our scouts and our adult leaders and their parents through this time. You know, we're here in the South. I think we're we're starting to see some really positive trends in terms of the coronavirus and, and COVID-19 and things are lifting and, and kind of going uh, somewhat back to normal. And I'm so proud that our scouts and leaders and parents are, are working through that safely. Um, we're going to have summer camp this summer with over a thousand people right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're having some tremendous activities at camp and we're doing them all really safe. And so I, I just am so thrilled to see outdoor programs resume in these kind of larger groups that we haven't been able to do for a while. Yeah. All right, Cubmaster Kyle, it's time for the uh, Cubmaster Minute. Yeah, we have Cubmaster Minute and Scoutmaster Minutes, you know, kind of at all of our, you know, big ceremonies that we do. So we just had our Pinewood Derby, so that's what mine will be about at our next pack meeting, you know. In a Pinewood Derby, we have winners and losers in the various races, yet it is possible for everyone to win something. A losing Cub can win in spirit and morale if the Scout learns work as a team and can gain a better understanding of your other scouts Uh, you can win respect in the eyes of all scouts if den members show good sportsmanship a cub that loses in competition can still win if the process of losing the scout gains in the knowledge of good sportsmanship sure it's nice to win but with the right attitude losers frequently benefit more in the long run than do the winners Uh, Nobody enters a Pinewood Derby planning to lose, but uh, if that should be your lot this time around, make the best of it. Take advantage of the things that you've learned in losing and determine to build your sportsmanship and skill so that the next time somebody else will be that loser. All right. Very well said. Any final words, Cubmaster Kyle, beyond that that you'd like to share before we go? It's a great summer of service for scouting, so um, to our scouters that are listening right now if you haven't uh, determined a great community service project to get uh, your hands dipped into then reach out to your district executive and uh, your other commissioners and i'm sure that we can help you find something to be active uh, with during our summer of uh, 
of service. All right. Very well said. That's going to do it for this edition of Scout on Chattanooga. Go to Scout on Chattanooga's Facebook page for any suggestions or comments about today's podcast. We thank you for listening and be sure to click on the subscribe button for all future podcasts. For Jared Pickens, Cubmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield. So long, everyone. This has been another episode of Scout on Chattanooga, presented by the Cherokee Area Council BSA. To learn more about scouting in the Tennessee Valley, join a unit or donate and become a friend of scouting, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.org. And be sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And use the hashtag TNGAScouts to stay up to date with the youth leaders in our area. Thank you.